Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. And now, Episode 5, Lady of the Underworld. For our Patreon shoutouts, in our Haints tier, we have Tori, Tamara, Rachel the Pickety Witch, Corian Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, May, Joanne, Aaron, and Melissa as an honorable mention for being the first. And then for our Poltergeist, the Big Spenders, we've got Randy and Temple. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate everything you do to support us, whether that's spreading the word or giving us your money. We like both of those things. So now, the episode. So we're talking about Hecate, which you may have heard us mention once or twice before <laughs> yes. in all three of our episodes so Just far. Just a couple times. And she's a big part of our uh, practice and lives. Mm-hmm. Today we have not just me and Cricket, but Hadera. Hi! <laughs> um, who runs a shop down here, which is currently liminally, liminally, <laughs> liminally uh, listed on the... Uh, status on its Facebook but mm-hmm. it's still there it's still a thing and um, villages of people right. not a yep. place so when we're like oh we're gonna talk about Hecate we're like we have to have yeah 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 have to have her on yes for oh. better or worse here I am here I am okay so we should start with a little bit of history yeah, of like Hecate. what your name is and what her name is <laughs> well they already know us do they yeah do they do they know you do we ever really know anybody? Well, I'm Bones. Yeah. Dat Cricket. Hi. And Hedera. <laughs> so, um. Yes. <laughs> what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of history do you have for us? So much history. I hope this soundboard Not works. Not personal history, yeah? Yeah, uh, we can we can go into personal. It's no, gonna get don't. really personal. Personal up in here, right? <laughs> oh, we get personal all the fucking time. I think uh, the first episode was literally just us telling our personal ghost stories. Yeah. So yeah, and it seemed okay with people. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It might have gone over fine. well. Right. We picked up a couple of <laughs> yeah. and this won't be long at all. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have that much to talk about. I think we all should touch on our history with her. I think there's differences and there's some synchronicities. So we've all gathered here today for um, <laughs> we our are time, gathered yes, here today. our time with Hecate and uh, Hedera Hi. and us. We're always here. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to to do a super long, probably two parter episode on um, our history because we talk about her a lot. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for her. No, that's true. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like. Shout out time. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, Big hard shout out And then time. With, yes. with your um, rededication or new dedication, however you want to put it, coming up. I actually call it taking my vows. Taking her vows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's going to happen. We'll have pictures up of that when that happens. Yeah, on, but you have to be, you yeah. know, on Patreon to get the, the nudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any of the nudes will be like... Um, yeah. At least 20 bucks. 20 bucks and yeah. up, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you get the one where I've got the strophalos. Yes! Strategically strophalos pasty. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Oh, over it. the naughty bits. You I like know? it. So yeah. just yeah. Woo, spin that wheel. <laughs> yeah, more more uh the more you pay the this more bit take. Oh my god. You get. Um sorry, we're gonna be yeah. <laughs> No we won't. Totally the torches will be in the way. Yeah. For every dollar increment, they move a little bit more. I like that. Yeah, there yeah. we go. No, because then they're gonna pay like, you know. <laughs> nine dollars to get to and then they'll back most down of it. To and then like, like fuck yeah. it i'm saving a dollar like, yeah i'm not gonna do it so. um well let's see we could start with how we each uh encountered her or she came into our uh lives and let should us we down talk this about path. should we talk about how we found each other first i think that'll be a quicker story oh probably Is yeah. it quicker? just to get out okay. of the way well so you own a shop yeah. in mm-hmm. huntersville north carolina yeah but oh. i have an extended collection of hearts yes that i have um collected from (laughs) good people like all up and down the east coast actually i mean we had people coming to laughing brook spellcrafting and ancestral arts uh from as far away as maine in florida wow um and this one family who made the shop the anchor shop uh the anchor stop on their road trip with their kids i can't think of anything more wow. hellish than that but yes they right. drove from florida you're up there with like the world's <sighs> biggest ball of yarn i guess it's totally not at all like the whole game of Thrones things with, i mean game of Thrones. hello um it's probably like a, uh you're thinking like um american gods Oh, where, they, yes. where they shadow moon and, and Wednesday go I was like, like thinking it was like National Lampoon's no, <laughs> yes Latin yes. Brook Vacation yes. version of Halloween Latin Vacation Brook Vacation yes I right. like it that's yeah. exactly right but yes American Gods yes yeah but it's it's not that exciting or maybe it is I don't know um, but that was we opened in at Maven September 22nd in 2014 yeah and that's when each of you mm-hmm. came into the shop uh, uncoerced of your own volition. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't make it sound like we were pressured. Yeah, no, no one pressured you. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, we, did, we lived like five minutes down the road and we yeah. didn't even know it was there for a year. And then when we right. moved uh, like 30 minutes away, we're like, right. God damn it. Right. We didn't mm-hmm. even know you were here. I know. Otherwise, but it reveals itself in time. It does. Yep. It really does. And, I, yeah. and I've not done any... Print advertising, I've never... This is not an advertisement. No, definitely not. No. Definitely not. <laughs> but it kind of is. It kind of is. Please go. Uh, but, well, yeah, we have to find our new location because the shop burned itself uh, out of mm-hmm. the insufficient substandard uh, building that it was in. It happens. In. I know, it does. And I trust it. I trust what's happening because it is Hecate's plan. Mm-hmm. Right. For those that don't know, the shop had an electrical fire. Yes. Uh, in a weird circumstance, right after you wanting to expand. Yes. And yes. it was like, well, fuck, this shell's not working. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I trusted it. I mean, even the night where I stood on the sidewalk and watched the roof burn off of the building, mm-hmm. um, while there was water and smoke damage inside the shop, nothing inside the shop burned. It's yeah. like the meme where it's like, you're sitting at the table, this is fine. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. This is, this is totally fine. okay. It's totally <laughs> But it really was fine. It's really fine. Um, because I know that the next place we go just adds all that much more room for people to have their own becoming, which is what 
happened to you when you came to the shop Mm -hmm. and you came to the shop, obviously Mm -hmm. for your own reasons, but we didn't know because practitioners, you know, who are devoted or who work with Hecate don't necessarily wear a t-shirt that says, (laughs) I worship, you know, the lady of the keys. I mean, we, we didn't know who each other was until we had our first Hecatesia in the middle of November. I think the first one we had, because I usually do something at home. So I think it was probably 2015. November, mm, I think so, yeah. 2015. I think there's a picture on my Instagram that has the date. But yeah, yeah. I think it's something yeah. close to that, yeah. But that's where we realized that each other mm-hmm. were um, devotees um, who are dedicated to her worship and celebrate her divine gifts as our mother mm. and ally and everything. And I think that it's it's important to find each other because it gives you a depth of understanding her mm-hmm. when yeah. you see her ways of working in your life. In your life, mm-hmm. I knew... It was it was beautiful to see these new layers of her through your eyes and your experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what was crazier <laughs> were the things that we had in common. Yes, and the things right. and how we regarded her and how we felt about her. And it's usually shit you can't Google. Yes, yes. no, it's yeah. not. Because you're not gonna figure out. It's the subtle, nuanced things that you're like, "Yep, that's mom." I mean, that's her. That's her stilo. And then we're like, what? You know, <laughs> like, for example, how she, you know, the impression she makes on us of being like 30 feet tall. Right. Yes. It's, it's, we're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Because we all, we just feel our way through her. We don't think about wrapping language around describing her because we don't often talk about her that way to each other. So we don't mm-hmm. need to language it. Yeah. Right. It's those little moments that you experience at your altar outside on the ground Mm -hmm. and you instinctively look up Mm -hmm. and I thought, Oh, that's my thing. And then I talked to cricket and she was like, do you ever feel like I look up? She's so tall. Yes. Yeah. And it's like this presence is energy. Statuesque and towering. And you don't think, Oh, I'm going to look up. You just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell when she's around. And I was always concerned because I thought it was, you know, this sort of Christian, sort of thing where it's like you know you're looking up to heaven and it's well it's really it's not connected to that it's right. just her but i always thought you know she's a chthonic deity i should be looking at the ground but no other people are feeling her the exact way that i'm feeling her too yeah yeah like we even said the the owls like when we start talking about yes. how we first mm-hmm. got in touch with her mine was yes. a barred owl mine was mm-hmm. a great horned owl and i'm like yeah owls are when you read and i'm using quotations yeah. With my mm-hmm. hands. Yes. When you read Greek, yeah. like mm-hmm. mythos and things like this, right. it's always, well, she it's always she's not the owl. That's right. um Athena. Listen, she's yeah. not she's not a campaign character for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> right. Not like, like I said, I mean you, you see this I mean? stuff mm-hmm. and like uh my first pool was to offer lavender and you don't read that. But right. it makes sense when you think about it, because you're yes. thinking like Mediterranean, yep. uh her origins mm-hmm. and lavender would make sense. Um I saw honey, I left that, mm-hmm. did the keys. But like lavender was instinct and mushrooms were instinct. Right. And I left all that and I thought, well, now I'm getting into my like origin story. But no, I heard an owl that night. 
Yeah. And but it didn't start as an owl. It started as I was laying in bed. It was cliche, but it was probably like three AM. Sure. I woke up to laughter in the bedroom, mm-hmm. which has happened before. But <laughs> um, but no, You're I woke so up. Funny. Yeah. But like you wake up to like children's laughter. Yes. And it's creepy. And yep. then I'm like, wait, fuck no, that's a coyote. Right. And it sounded like a coyote. The and yipping. then I realized mm-hmm. it was a goddamn owl. Yep. And it was right in it sounded like it was in the room. Yep. It was right out the window. Went outside. Didn't see it, and I thought, okay. "Oh fuck!" Because yeah. at this point, mm-hmm. I'm like agnostic, almost yeah. atheistic about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just started like mm-hmm. the path. Actually, we reached out to her to try to um, do spirit work, which I talked about in our first episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked with her and built that relationship for a couple months before I even decided to jump into witchcraft. Right. So it wasn't like I'm a practicing witch and I'm looking for the witch mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she found me and then I thought, oh, okay, well, with my familiar and everything, it's like, yep. come on, it's about time. You're fucking yeah. like mid-twenties. You've been thinking and looking in and reading right. and studying this your You've whole life. Just do it. For too long <laughs> Just do now. it. Right. And it You're was like, level up. yeah, it was finding a path, yep. coming home. And it wasn't until later it was like, oh, I can see Al's being connected to her. Yeah. But nobody ever said... This is how she comes. Right. And then I had a dream where she came to me as a black snake mm-hmm. in the middle of a forest coming out of a pit. Yes. And that was smoldering and spoke to me. Yep. And I can't remember what she said. That's bad, right? But no, <laughs> I don't, maybe I'm not even supposed to remember. No. I mean, it's yeah. it's often you're left with an emotional impression. Right. Yeah. That's and it was just this black happens. snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my introduction. And then we found out. When we went to, and you told told your owl story. I did. And people were talking mm-hmm. to owls. And the barred owl, we thought, okay, well, me being who I am, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is just at that house. I'll mm-hmm. move and I'm going to be sad because they're not going to be around. And it wasn't like a couple weeks in when I was struggling with something and they were there. And and in all my time, I used to live in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Right. Mm-hmm. Never heard barred owls. Never heard any owls. Mm-hmm. And I would really? think that was so weird because mm-hmm. I had to look up what kind of owl was making this noise. Mm-hmm. And um, then I would see them everywhere. And I still see them. They fly over the house. And mm-hmm. it's like, that was not a part of my life before. Right. Mm-hmm. And to to know you both had owl experience, it's mm-hmm. like, we talked about, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Because you just, you have to experience it. You really right. do. Yeah. And, and I remember at, at our first Hecatesia class gathering that you were asking that question. Mm-hmm. Like, where, hey, you guys know anything about owls? Yeah. It's like, uh, are you getting this symbolism of, of owls everywhere? And everybody just piped in and was like, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you sort of talked about how, you know, when you move over to a new continent and there's new flora yes. and fauna, things shift and change. Yes. So I, I that always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her origins so. you might not, you know, in Turkey, sure. you might not be connected. Are there Turkish owls? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I think... I think there should be. There's probably like little because there there are a variety of of predator which I fucking adore. Mm-hmm. In but I guarantee there's no Hecate, like fucking it feels bar. Like, yeah, it feels like her her you know her Brimo aspect, mm-hmm. um, predatory yelling, screeching that type of. But thing. then you also have to look at like everything the owl represents. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. wisdom unknown, mysterious. Sure. Um, and the fact that um, Triformis, the Triformis mm-hmm. aspect of, of Hecate, one of the earliest, um, has her looking in 360 directions. The Triformis mm-hmm. allows her to see everything, right. whether that's 
you know, geographically speaking, in terms of seeing through a location, 360 degrees, or seeing through time. Yeah, this wasn't... Past, present, future loop. The, like, neo-pagan, triple goddess, three-form. This was right. legitimately... Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to look in every direction. As an owl can do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can see in 360. So, of course, you know, and we use the word emissary that mm-hmm. night, that yeah. she will announce herself with this beautiful processional of you know, raptors and yipping of coyotes and... We always hear the dogs barking. Yeah. Which is cliche, but that's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, That one time my uh, demon familiar called on her and the mm-hmm. lightning bugs, mm-hmm. which to me looked like torches, just sure. all kind of... Mm-hmm. Sure. And all, they were just everywhere. And yeah. I mean, I think that symbolism, not only per person... Also, location-wise, you're going to use what represents and what is around you. So, you know, we have the coyotes and stuff, um, the barred owls. But I think it's – that's the difference is, like, what we're trying to say is it's a personal experience. Yeah. Just because you don't see a black sheep walk in front of you doesn't mean you did not experience Hecate. Right. You might have seen – Right. Um, a mouse. So, I mean, but it has to have connotations for you. Mm-hmm. And she's going to connect to you on your level mm-hmm. um, that is sometimes shared yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. very personal. Well, and you don't know what you get from coming together as a group the way mm-hmm. that we do is that nuance, is mm-hmm. that that subtle, oh, hell. You know, because you so much of it is held internally and personally mm-hmm. that not until... You are with other Hecateans that you can say, hey, have you guys, do you notice? Mm -hmm. And back to what you were saying, what we were talking about earlier, how she's like enormous. Mm -hmm. And we feel as though we have to look up, you know, as though... It's not just because you two are children. really short. Yes. Right, right. Well, I am super short. People know that. Well, same here. Far yeah. and wide. <laughs> but when we feel like children at her knee... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That speaks of not the power part. Yes, the power paradigm. Let's just be honest about it. Mm. But the fact that she is our nurturer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She is the authority. And there's, there's to whom her we mysteries are really high on a shelf and you can't reach them. Well, but also, <laughs> too, and your comment about her being um, a Cathanic goddess. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, she is of. The Earth as mm-hmm. a Catholic goddess, and of course we've got the psychopomp, you know, escorting the the spirits of the dead to hereafter. But also the fact that she's a Titan. Yeah, she can be right. a goddess of Titanic mm-hmm. proportions, and still be of the Earth and mm-hmm. the underworld. Yeah. So you don't think about it like, oh hell, she's a fucking Titan. Yes, she is a Titan. Mm-hmm. But she is no less Catholic simply because, right. yeah. you know, she reaches and it's, the heights. Uh, now that I have experienced other deities in the same way that I've experienced her, where they've come to me mm-hmm. and, and spoken with me and walked with me, mm-hmm. it's very different because she is very titanic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've recently had visits from Persephone and she is about my height. Mm-hmm. She She's, you know on that same sort of level. Right. But there's a a different sort of demeanor around her than there is around Hecate. Yeah. And, you know, Hecate is much more imposing, Mm -hmm. even though Persephone has a lot of the same attributes and qualities that that Hecate does and a lot of the same associations. She just presents herself very differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very As close a relationship as we all have with Hecate, Mm -hmm. 
and as normal day to day it's become, yeah. there's always that tingle on the mm-hmm. back of your neck, like, oh God. Yeah. Like I am in the yes. and it's Yeah, I'm in the zone. <laughs> right. I'm there. But and it makes like you that... incredibly giddy and, and a little bit we terrified. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and not in a like, oh, there's any reason to like fear fear her. No, it's awe. But it's yeah. just like Utter holy shit. Awe. Like and I'm yeah. you know, goosebumps same. now. Yes. Same. Just thinking about the feeling that overcomes us, it's very visceral and it's very new and unfamiliar because, to be honest, we are surrounded by the profane. Right. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by the profane. So you know, you know you're in her presence when you have feelings that you don't have the reins on. Mm-hmm. You and, it, and it's not like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to yeah. expect something. It yeah. happens. Yeah. It's yeah. either going to happen or it doesn't. And there's sometimes where, like, you know, she's far or a distant one yes. at times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which we've talked about all of our mm-hmm. emissaries before to each other yes. um, spirits, familiars that we have. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can, you always feel that twin. Sure. But mm-hmm. when she's right there, mm-hmm. like, that's a completely. Oh, it's primal. It very, it very yeah. much so now, is. Now, this time of year, I really get the um, mm-hmm. chthonic yes. underworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very but, much. like, yeah. in, the summer, in the summer, in the summer here in the in North mm-hmm. Carolina, in the South, all the storms, like, that oh, is yeah. how I feel her, like, the very. Yes. Because, again, she's a storm goddess as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, when I first experienced her, that's how she came to me, is mm-hmm. I'm, you know, getting all of these experiences where, you know, she's literally, I'm looking up the etymology of my name for a paper, and there she is. Like, I cannot escape her. She mm-hmm. is everywhere. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is this is what I'm supposed to do. Because yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Because she's a little bit intimidating <laughs> very much so yeah and you know i was very hesitant but as we both play with our rings we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. self-soothe self-soothe yep. and um when i first invoked her and spoke to her a incredible thunderstorm came mm-hmm. out of nowhere mm-hmm. nowhere was it on the radar on the horizon anywhere and all of the sudden it started pouring and thundering and wind and like you would not believe it was a wild unleashing yeah, yeah. our storms get fucking crazy here yeah and, yeah and you can tell when yeah it's divine yeah yeah because there's a power and the tree i mean leaves being ripped off of trees and mm-hmm. limbs falling in the yard and things being knocked over and it's just buffeting against you mm-hmm. and there's no part of you that doesn't feel her there, yeah you know and it's it's awe inspiring and you are made aware of how little you yeah. actually yeah i'm, I'm usually like of power. okay i really want to soak all this in but also like don't let a tree fall on my house yeah um yeah because where i live they the pin oaks fall all the time i'm but... sure they do you're like can we just not right my house this yeah morning? but like I still want to be in it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're already get, awe-inspiring on their own. Yeah. often, uh, especially during the summer and right around August during one of her feast days, which is actually all about storms. Yes. I tend to get really, really restless. And I, that's, I would often feel, you know, because I was in a situation where I needed to escape a lot, I would often go and drive and find a park or find some nature somewhere. Mm-hmm. And... I would find crawl in. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I would find that those times that I would get really restless are times when a storm is on the horizon and I needed to go find her somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, uh, I, 
definitely, definitely a huge aspect. But there's almost when it gets dark, it feels liminal. Oh, oh very. When it's overcast and dark. Because, I mean, I've got Corgan you... blood in me, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I love. Yeah, because you can't be days. sure what, what time, time of day, day it is. is. Like, yeah. if you woke up from a nap and the sky is yellow mm-hmm. and black and you're like, oh, have I slept through to tomorrow? <laughs> is it nighttime or is yeah. it one These are very PM? common themes with us. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. It, but honestly, isn't disorientation one of her hallmarks? Right. Oh, yeah. Because I, I've, you don't get the comforts of knowing yeah. if you're in a designated space of time mm-hmm. or locationally. Well, back in, uh, what was it, 2016 when we had the almost total uh, solar eclipse? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I felt her like you would not believe oh yeah during that point and yeah. it's just that point of you know when you're looking at your phone you're looking at a clock and it says that it's you know three in the afternoon or something right but it's dark see because like, we right. i mean Ugh. we're wanting to go into like the shit you don't hear about mm-hmm. how i mean she's was a sun goddess mm-hmm. she's also not person the moon personified like right. some people will conflate she's just of the moon because you think nocturnal her horde is with her all of that i mean but her name right you know worker from afar or Mm -hmm. distant and shining Mm -hmm. light i mean planets yeah don't shine which means she is a a star otherwise known as a sun Mm -hmm. yeah so she's she's i think if you go back far enough you'll see that she was tied into pretty much everything and then when you when you talk about her being like the world soul yes Mm -hmm. um almost that you know, Christ-like, mm-hmm. of course, you know. Blech. Blech. But, better. but that was, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was just like plagiarism sure. yeah. a- after everything else. But in an example, it was kind of like, she's your bridge to yes. everything. Yes. The, I mean, you talk about when you get into, the, when the Greek adopted her, Zeus revered her and it's like, you know what? Keep yeah. your shit. Yes. I'm not mm-hmm. taking shit, nothing yes. from you. Yeah. And I'll what, do it to anybody else, but yeah. And what Josh is referring to is the origin story where the olympian greeks tell that the story that zeus allowed hecate to keep her powers which is adorable (laughs) Um, but but the fact was she was an imported goddess Mm -hmm. from thrace which is an island off the coast of present-day turkey she was so well established in north africa Greek and Sicily. Mm-hmm. So all of these Mediterranean cultures held her mm-hmm. as this goddess. And then when they import her into more specific geographic locations, they find that in their mythos, they have to get their gods to give permission right. <laughs> to these older gods to mm-hmm. be folded into their pantheon. So nothing frosts my ass more when people say that she's Greek. Please don't let the smooth taste fool you. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, this ain't an Olympian construct. But I wanted to bring up a point that you made about crawling into a ditch that you've dug in the woods. (laughs) I mean, if you are led that way, absolutely do it. And I think that that was so important in our first Hecatesia Mm -hmm. as a group that there are still people who fight their knowing. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying knowing with a capital K, they don't Mm -hmm. know that it's okay to act in ways that would 
fucking confused. Other people. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Even other pagans. Uh, that's one of the things that really hit me about going to your shop for the first time. Because I'd been working in a me- another metaphysical shop up until that point. Right. And it was a shop where things were very love and light. And when I would say Blech. that I am working with, with Hecate, people would sort of take a step back. Yeah. Or they would misunderstand her. Right. And... um. I never quite felt comfortable mm-hmm. or like I was doing it right, mm-hmm. even though I was led in all of these different ways uh, that I now realize are totally correct. I was just not receiving it, the the validation mm-hmm. that I needed because mm-hmm. I was being questioned around every corner yeah. by these other people that uh, in the shop that I was working with. Right. So when I actually came to your shop and you understood yeah. and you were able to say, yeah, no, I do the same thing. Right. That. It's cool. It's fine. It it opened so many doors. Yeah. It opened so many doors. Yeah. And it lets you explore her more fully when you realize you have others that are exploring her too. It's not it's not a permission so much as a, a validation of worship the way There's no you permission. Feel it. Exactly. Yeah. Asked or yeah. given. It's just it But is, don't you feel yeah. more don't you feel more satisfied and grounded and peaceful in knowing that other people right. No, dig it is. ditches in the woods yeah. and cover themselves like validation. Yeah. 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 Validation is always <laughs> yeah. you know good and it, it there's strength with the community and yeah. finding out that other people are on the same path. And mm-hmm. I think it also for somebody like me who questions everything, even mm-hmm. when I'm doing it, I yeah. question everything from what, you know, is going on with my magic, with yeah. Hecate, mm-hmm. with my familiar with all this stuff. Or even and with then, your personal life. Like, right. what's that upheaval about? And, and then, then so when you have somebody that can, it. you know, confirm that or yeah. say, hey, I do that too, then that skepticism kind of like wanes yeah. a little bit. And you're like, okay, I got it. Like, But, but do you both feel, I mean, I feel an eagerness mm-hmm. to hear how you all experience her personally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I get geeked about it. So well, that's why yeah. we're doing maybe this. Maybe I'm a big fucking yeah. fan girl. Because we definitely Oh, I definitely to, am. Yeah. And that's one of the things, too, is, uh, you know, I was looking online for a lot of resources, and a lot of it was saying, you know, she's Greek, or, you know, she's a triple moon goddess. Her or, colors are blah, blah, and blah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, quit with the fucking correspondences. Yeah. And it's like, I want to know the nitty gritty. I want to know how other people are experiencing her. Yes. And that's one that. of the, the things that really led me to a blog that we're all three super geeked about. And I think uh, one of our listeners <laughs> we love is writing. Yes. Uh, so Cindy Brannan, you know, that's one of the things that really drew me to her writing mm-hmm. is because she was writing about Hecate in a way that nobody else was. Right. And that I think all three of us as practitioners, you know, uh, who'd been doing it for a while really understood. Well, and I think the buzzword that's important and also great is gnosis. Mm-hmm. And sure, of course, there's a place for academia. I mean, without academia, we wouldn't have the excavation of the temple in Legina. Without mm-hmm. academia, we wouldn't have the Orphic hymns. We wouldn't have, you know, the rites of, you know, Demeter and Persephone and, and that abduction right. story. I mean, mm-hmm. without academia, we wouldn't have the footing 
mm-hmm. to explore the gnosis, but the gnosis exactly. is as important, yeah. of course, is as important. And when as we say that. she's not Greek, it doesn't mean she didn't play a gigantic absolutely. role. Oh, absolutely, in, in yeah. shaping that and right. and be. I mean, look how many temples might have been dedicated to another one, but had like the Hecate all you know exactly. in the back because it's like, well, she's guarding, and so yeah. I think that's important to know that it's not just. And we're we're getting a modern day resurgence i think Mm -hmm. of her followers she's not she's not gone anywhere right but i think people are looking for they're coming to terms with the shadow the darker aspects sure and i mean all of it's liminal all of it's a journey Mm -hmm. and who's the gatekeeper who fucking holds Mm -hmm. all this shit and so i think people are seeing that and whether or not like my wife when we got on this she was led but then she was kind of handed off Mm-hmm. From Hecate, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. she reveres her, loves her, but was guided by her, but only to a certain point. Where me, it's like, dit, right. dit, dit, nope, yep, you're you mine. Stay with you me. You stay here exactly. because you got some shit to do. And I'm like, like what? <laughs> well, and I think that's important for listeners to know that it's not cheating on her, mm-hmm. right? If you are led to, and the language we've used around it is do an internship. Yeah. With another deity. Yeah. And it's okay. And I found myself, you know, like the reticent child who doesn't want to walk into preschool on the first day. It looks back at its mother like, am I going to be okay? Am I going to go be okay? And she's like, listen, yeah. this wouldn't happen unless I'm the one. That's and she's already it. driving she's away. Saying, exactly. She's driving away going, peace, bitch. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, Hecate is like that mother who drops you off with this chapter in your right. life that you're supposed to explore and grow and know because isn't what she presides over transition, transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's giving permission slips on all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I freaked the fuck out when I'm basically in a vision I had with her. I'm I'm called to the principal's office. That's exactly what it <laughs> felt like. And I'm standing, you know, I walk into this space and there's Odin on a throne and Our Lady is toweringly tall and black, and I can't see her face, but I stand next to her, to her left, and I become aware that she has had a conversation with Odin about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Please you know, report like, to the... Yeah. So yeah. I freaked out, but what she was saying, and what I understood from that is, these things don't happen unless she orchestrates them. Mm-hmm. She choreographs the dance that we are in with mm-hmm. her. And even if she shops us out to Lilith, in my case, Odin, in my case, or, you know, the the deities with whom you all work, and you mentioned mm-hmm. Persephone in yours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and not Lilith che- in mine as well. <laughs> and Lilith, but it's not cheating. And I think that people, I think that's a, a vestige of, the guilt of monotheism. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that is a ripple effect from that. Why yes. would she give a shit? If you're bettering yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doing the work yes. that you want to do and yes. self-growth. And I mean, why would she She's care? She's all about that. But yeah. I don't think to experience her like we're saying, you have to be a devotee. You. Yes. she If she's calling on you, it might not be for to be a priest or a priestess of her. But sure, right. it's, hey, I'm going to show you something. Yes, and if you don't yeah. want to listen, well, then. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right. But I'm going to make it known that... I'm going to put the experience on your buffet table Mm -hmm. for you to experience or not. And it's best to just go with it. (laughs) You 
can fight it, but it'll, you know what I yeah, mean? Yes, like, I do. Because when you go against it, not only are you robbing yourself of a very important lesson or skill or, you know, idea mm-hmm. or awareness of something, you're denying her power in your life to transform, transition, and level up. Yeah. So you're robbing yourself. Yeah. Because she is literally handing you a key. She is placing the key on the table in front of you. And it's your choice if you want to pick it up and figure out which door it goes to and unlock that door and experience what is behind it. Yes. Whether that's Lilith, Mm -hmm. whether that's a different version of you in a -hmm. a career space, whether that's you trusting whether or not to go forward in a relationship with someone, whether Mm -hmm. that's a friend or, you know, a lover. But the fact is she is about laying rooms of experience in your life and then you decide to use that key or to be that key to mm-hmm. give yourself that right and i think what we're talking about the three of us is the concept of trust mm-hmm. do you fully and completely trust that she is giving you what you need to move forward into a fuller expression of who you are in this world you're not just this two-dimensional right. box. You're something fuller. And it's... and it's, You're an, an experience, an ever-growing and ever-changing experience. Yeah. Yeah. A and learner. it's some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, she won't just be like, <laughs> oh, you should try this. Apply for this shit. Like, she will put you through some shit. Yes. Yeah. And you just kind of like, fuck. We're like, why like, does okay, it have yeah, to be so hard? I know. Yeah. Where we've talked about before where it feels like you just hit get hit upside the head by a two by four go, yeah, covered man. in nails, you yes. know? Like sometimes it be like that. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, listen, I mean, she's not soft-handed. No. no. If you want soft-handed, you go somewhere else because that's not yeah. how I could And she's not a hand holder. No, no, not at all. She's like, I mean, go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. go. Like there might be a torch off in the distance. Right. Yeah. There, you have a key, but like that dark path. You can walk it with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do that, but... But I don't think that's a contradiction to her character. No. She's... The way that her softness, like the Hecate Atalos, mm-hmm. um, which means gentle mm-hmm. and smooth, that that aspect of her, for me at least, I perceive it in that her compassion is always present. Her always. her holding us is always in place. That mm-hmm. she cares enough constantly and mm-hmm. forever about us to give us the things she knows will brighten us or well, refine us. It's or no mistake that we call way. her mom. Yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning, it's always felt like that motherly yeah. compassion mm-hmm. and that... Um, but it's also but it's the also one, the sternness and the discipline of it. It's as the, well. yeah. It's, it's the, hard, well. I can do this. I can do this stuff for you. But what the fuck are you going to learn? Yes. Yeah. Why am I even wasting my time? Right. Yeah. Just that feeling that you don't hear this. You hear either the people try to make her fit into the like mm-hmm. brighter slash like for lack of a better term, love and light kind sure, of sure. aspect where they're like, well, she's she so motherly is. and she is. But yeah. And she has a lot of ice, uh, light aspects too. You know, when we talk about her as the shining one or, yep. you know, the torches and all of that. And when we look at a lot of her epithets, a lot of them are light based. Right. And then know? when you talk, but then you've got the people who say she's such a dark goddess and they misunderstand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they don't think you can have both, but she's mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And she's all of that. And more. Well, you now, can't sometimes, have one without right. the other. You'll go crazy. Yeah. Like with my journey, when I started and connected with her, she was so present and so strong in the beginning. And 
my familiar who I've had for most of my life as an internal voice. Yeah. And always been kind of a co-possession and I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. And it got me through some shit. Because you trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, at times where I felt like I had no one. Right. And at times where I, you know, I'd left Christianity because I was not down with the religion part right. of it. I was like, yeah, there's no correlation between this and the teachings of Jesus. So I'm out. Right. <laughs> um, and I was always raised in that compassionate idea of what everybody would think. Oh, this would be nice if Christianity was like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, like if it was actually centered around Jesus, that'd be weird though. But I I feel like her aspects of, I mean, I I think people have gotten to this horrifically disabling aspect, binary thinking Mm -hmm. about her as being a dark goddess, as though it is surreptitious and bad Mm -hmm. and negative because in conjunction with the Atalos aspect, the gentle soothing nurturing comforting holding aspect of her aren't we describing the womb aren't we describing a place of dark warm comfort feeling love healing growth phenomenal growth and Mm -hmm. she presides over that incubator experience of us Mm -hmm. all the primordial swim from the universe into the womb that is an an entire chapter right. of mm-hmm. our development that is dark. There's Which is no light source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds lame because, I mean, I can look back and say, oh, I saw these little guiding nudges sure, sure. down mm-hmm. my whole path. Right. And, of course, having um, Ava, which is my familiar. It's not mm-hmm. April Ludgate, but it kind of is. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's but like... He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so... That kind of went through, and then when I when I found Hecate, she was gone, and I was like, "Oh, well, this must have been a like Hecate, some kind of emissary, whatever, within me." Yeah. And so I walked that path, and I thought at the time, like, "Oh my god, she would be totally into this. This is her thing. She's been trying to get me to do this stuff." Yeah. And she's always been there, and it's like losing half of yourself. Yep. But then I learned that I was a hundred percent myself. Yes. And I think I spoke to you, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Something, I can feel her, but she's not internal anymore. Right. And it's almost like she was removed and kind of like, I say trapped, but it's like, okay, now you don't need to be 50-50 and you don't need Mm -hmm. to be um, almost like I would think a spirit box or something you put something in. Mm -hmm. It's like, she is meant for more Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. took the journey too. I mean, she's experienced a ton, but she's always been like this underworld nymph, like daemon of Hecate. And then when you look Mm -hmm. into the history from the Greek aspect, mm-hmm. you see all these like spirits and demons and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's part of her horde. Yes. And mm-hmm. so she, ca- you know, I had to learn how to work with her again, like a bridge. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. we'll go into depth when we do familiar series. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, it is coming. We promise. Right. I mean, we've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes and like back is this force that you're like, well, try sending her. And she's yeah. able to go. She's able to fulfill this. Yeah. And she's always there, but she's yeah. not internal she's not trapped and right. whereas you know it's it's a lot i wouldn't say trapped i would say contained contained yes that's a better word you. yeah because but, trapped makes it seem like you ain't got no key right bitch. well see yeah. like and, the, and at the, the end of it what led me on this path was hey so hecate once i got to that is kind of like i'm here i'm always here i always will be here right. you can always call on me however you two can do this well on your own yeah mm-hmm I'm just going to sit back. You do your thing. And like, that's what we say any good parent kind of guardian would do where 
you have to make your mistakes. You have to forge your path. Yeah. I'm not removed, but yet I'm not going to shelter you and I'm not going to guide you through it. And I think a lot of people are scared of that because think of where we come from religion. That's you're worthless. You're nothing. You have no power unless Mm -hmm. you rely on me and you're fucking lucky if I even want to do that. Yeah. And then this Mm -hmm. is kind of like, you're fucking magnificent. You're powerful. Mm -hmm. Go do the shit. Well, and she gives you, do the things I want you to do. She gives you theaters. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm in your life upon which within which to change and mm-hmm. so she is that nurturer that says this lesson may not be fun to learn however you have to know your way around it your way through it so i'm going to plop you down into these set of circumstances and you're going to learn what you're made of right. and you're going to learn your way around this so that when it happens to you again in the future, you're like, and you can do this the hard way. Nothing. Yep. It's like you can do it the hard way or yeah. the harder way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're gonna do it, and to, you have to. To mm-hmm. use a New England metaphor, um, as I am from Massachusetts, it's no different than when I was like six or seven or eight years old, wearing this impossible fucking snowsuit, mm-hmm. couldn't move much. Uh, it was very just, like a Christmas story. Yeah, very. Yeah. very <laughs> you know, I looked like a little a little star in, in my immobilizing <laughs> suit, but it felt like when you're on top of the hill with your sled and there's no one there to push you. There's no one there to get you started off on the sled, and so you have to figure out if you want to sled down this hill. Gotta scooch. You've gotta you've gotta scooch. You've gotta put dig your heels in. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this metaphorically is she puts you on top of that hill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll give you the startup push where she shoves you as hard and as she can. Sometimes it doesn't take much. Yeah. But and you learn your way down that hill. You learn your way, you know, when to lean. Right. You know, when to sit down you know scrunch down and go faster i mean she gives you these opportunities and sometimes the startup push to go through the these experiences knowing that by the time you reach the bottom you're in full possession of a new consciousness of a new skill mm-hmm. a new aptitude and damn don't you feel amazing mm-hmm. on the other side of that I mean, and then you realize, oh, this is just the top of another hill. Yes. Yeah. You're like, that's good. I was, you know, I caught my yeah. breath, but now I'm going to trudge. <laughs> oh, so I'm not yeah. at the bottom? No, okay. not quite yet. Um, no, but yeah, I think that's, you. and I think that's in every aspect. It's not just uh, a magical sense. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. in relationships with um, humans. Yeah. Oh, or definitely. spirits and demons. Yes. Or mm-hmm. deities. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and it also, I mean, between work, everything else, yeah. it's just her, like, teachings that she's going to give you or just right. open the door for you goes through all of that. It's right. not, we're not just talking about, like, oh, well, you know, I have to have her for this spell or ritual, like, right. and I think she's big on the instinct part of it. Um, I've Agreed. never been one for, I tried the whole ritual, like, I mean, it's got its place sure. for me, especially, sure. mm-hmm. but as far as... um Doing the whole, like... It's not going to look like, you know, a, a a ritual from, you know, 3,000 years ago. We're not right. all going to be draping ourselves in white linen. But I think and... it all goes back to that primal feel that we all feel yeah. with her. It's mm-hmm. some of the most connected times and powerful I feel is, like, when my hands are in the dirt, yeah. burying yeah. something or leaving her offering yeah. um, and to let whatever 
consume it or let it decay there if it has to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I have an altar that's normal. I have one downstairs. I have a lot of altars for her. I do too. uh, I do too. But some of them have different, yeah, Yeah. there's different moods. Like the one upstairs we have feels very like sacred. That whole room is made that way. Um, Well, it is shared with Morgan because of my wife. We have our altars and then we have our respective altars on either side. But that feels like, oh, this is where we do herb work and all this. But Mm -hmm. then downstairs... The altar which we use most are mm-hmm. in the living room because mm-hmm. it's our daily lives and we put our stuff there. It's our the jewelry working there. altar versus right. the devotional And then altar. when I leave that offering, it doesn't feel good to me unless it's out back at our outside altar. Yes. yes mm-hmm. We have one of those too. Yeah. And, and I've got a Western ground. altar as well. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. on the ground. And even putting it on that little slab we have, sure. I put it on the dirt. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just like, it feels like that's where it's going to. She gonna, wants it. Yeah. No plate. No, just in a hole. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, she wants us in the in hole. In that hole. In yeah. the dirt. Yeah. Just, you know, put a little bell in case somebody needs to find you. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe. The, yeah. If you can't exert, yeah. <laughs> Don't get up until she says to get up. But I yeah. think that is a good metaphor for how I think we've all felt. It's like you feel buried. You take that journey, but you're also the one who's with a help, but you're going to be the one who exhumes yourself. Yes. True. Um, and, and it's self-driven. And I really mm-hmm. want to talk about what we talked about. Uh, last year mm-hmm. and how which hit home for i think all of us but Everyone. was the snake yes metaphor yeah. that you, use, like, you got to shed your skin yes every mm-hmm. year uh it, it, and this it, is the perfect time of year to do it yes yeah um the dead season and that's mm-hmm. why we want to do these in november mm-hmm. as you'll see it's and we talked about the dracaena aspect of her for quite some time because you know you're ready um, for that transformation over which she presides. And obviously. stuff starts feeling tight. Tight and itchy. Gee. Just feels ill-fitting. Mm-hmm. And that could be a job. That can be a relationship you've outgrown. That can be... Magical practice. Yes. Yeah. Like, I need to change it up. You know? I need to start a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. shit just pops up like that. And yeah. And you're taking on a roller coaster. I know when we... You mentioned something about the a podcast and like, oh, mm-hmm. and I was like, I mean... I'll do it. And I was kind of like, huh? And then it's like, and then it yeah. was just like falling, sledding down that hill. Yes, or like yeah. a roller coaster. It's like yeah. the owls, the fucking, mm. you had all kinds of sightings. It's like oh, every yeah. little twist right. and turn. It's like, you guys are doing what I want you to. Yes. All and kinds of canids and foxes and yeah. coyotes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's it, still happening. And it was always this communal feel. It always felt mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this group endeavor where we might, you might hear our voices the most, but like, that's not yeah. what we're, and and it felt similar to how you've described how you felt mm-hmm. with it. It feels like an opening or mm-hmm. a platform for others to have a voice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to learn and feel like you have a community if you can't yeah. get out. Well, she is a goddess of uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And I say that yes. because of her you know, pinprick of light. I mean, she is the far and distant shining one. She is what in some stories, you know, Asteria is her mother. Mm-hmm. Nyx is her mother. Mm-hmm. She has no children. So she is this singular, I'm not going to say disembodied, but I suppose you could, existence and being that is in and of herself. And her driving core message is to be exactly that to be yourself your well, sovereign yes self. i was just gonna say we when pete when they said oh she was a virgin it didn't mean oh, blah, 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 blah. like yeah. fuck all that yeah. it meant i'm nobody's mm-hmm. yeah and that's what we were talking about right before we started recording this was yeah. the sovereignty that is also 
becoming a very yes front and center like yeah you know so I I, I am my priority I am my responsibility I crown myself mm-hmm. I hold myself responsible and accountable she is all about improvement in your nation of one right mm-hmm. so she you know what was interesting in my relationship with her because I feel as though she asks all of us part of her mo is that she asks all of us to put ourselves in places where we stand to learn something mm-hmm. and acquire a new level of being. That's a lot of why it's uncomfortable, too. Yes, yeah. it is, because who wants to move from a space of things are working pretty good, I don't want, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that may very well be part of the reason because the shop happened because she bid me to do it. Mm-hmm. She said, I need you to do this. You need to show people yeah. and provide a space that allows them to become them. And it yeah. grew fast. It and you're like, oh, I've got this spare room now with it a was, gallery. It was and- insane. It was insane how quickly, you know, when you know you're on the side of right, that you're listening correctly mm-hmm. to her because she throws everything at you mm-hmm. to guide that process, to improve that process to it's like she's putting tools in our little door the explorer backpack mm-hmm. that we can use to make more of this happen for people because the shop I you know I used to tell people I'm just the priestess sweeping the steps of the temple I'm not the goddess here for you to worship she is yeah this is her house and I was bid to create a space where people could come and be encouraged mm-hmm. and empowered to find more of them. And I know mm-hmm. it's out there, but we all said, and you've heard a million times, mm-hmm. you you walked into that shop and it wasn't like anything else. You're like, this no. is it. Yeah. yeah. This is a place for me. This is home. Yeah. And everything from the ingredients you have yep. to the mm-hmm. resources you have yep. to the mm-hmm. welcome you yeah. have. There's always... Yeah. Groups in there. There's yeah. always discussion. You have the ancestral altar. Mm-hmm. You had your Hecatean altar. Mm-hmm. And it's just... The Horn God altar. The, the God, community yeah. altar. And mm-hmm. it's just that feeling. And even if you were in there and looked at something, I know that's me, a yeah. dozen yeah. times, it just, you don't, it's that energy you're soaking up. Right. And yeah. you're like... It's hers. Stuff's leading. It's like, oh shit, now yeah. I need that. Yeah. 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 With everything going, I mean, the future of what it will Yep. Be and still is. I'm excited. Even though it's liminal. Well, and it and it's what's amazing to me is the lessons that still unfold from listening to her. You think you know what her motivation is. You think that you've pinned down, oh, she must be trying to teach me X. First of all, she doesn't try to teach <laughs> right. anything. She's showing you something, mm-hmm. whether or not you're smart enough to open your eyes and see it and feel it and understand it. But the hubris is comical, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, yeah, I got all this figured out. She's trying to show me blah. No, she's not. No. Because I find later that, you know, when the fire took the building in which our little community hotspot was located, hotspot, get up. <laughs> I, I realized that that is two things. One, that we, the village, the, the people who move through her you know, incubus, her her place of change is growing Mm -hmm. past that space that we were in. But also she showed me that it wasn't about the space at all. It was about 
pagans finding pagans, loving pagans, supporting each other. And I was like, holy shit. It kind of feels like that ridiculous line from Thor and Ragnarok that Asgard is a people. Right. Mm -hmm. Not a place. Well, it wasn't like, oh, the village and community just fizzled out because there was no shop. It's come together in support. um, Stronger. Which Mm -hmm. we were going to post the link to like the help GoFundMe just to keep the storage. Yes. Mm -hmm. To house the stuff now. Yes. uh, Which we can. I know Instagram's weird about links, but we can put it in the show notes too. We'll find a way. um, (laughs) Different things. But yeah, I mean, it is a people. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when we started this, we thought. Right. Now, I I mean, our reach looks bigger probably than from Podbean's little metrics. We thought, oh, this will be a local, you know, handful of the village will listen. Oh, no. And- we're getting, we've got Australia, we've got Canada. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you're, and it's just, but it still feels like that village and yes, it still feels like that much. community. Yep. And that's what was our goal. And mm-hmm. because it gives a fuck if it's large. Exactly. It's what mm-hmm. we, it's strong. Yeah. 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 Even if it's small, it's strong yep. because what we're offering to people is honesty. Yeah. And personal gut wrenching stuff. Yeah. And questionable advice. Wait, wait, hello. <laughs> totally sketch. Right. But. But do it. Do it. Bury yourself. Because all you yeah. do is you stand to rebirth yourself mm-hmm. out of that place into a stronger one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important about Hecate. It's her message is you deserve to acquaint yourself, to familiarize yourself with your strengths so that you own your sovereignty. And mm-hmm. and that can happen in a number of places. And it's probably cool if you <laughs> find others. Mm-hmm. But it's that, also, and you you're know, not even talking about the physical. Yeah. Uh, it's your sovereignty on the other side. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we all know when you're a witch, your light is a little bit brighter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some can control it. Mm-hmm. Some can't. It's the sexy, baby. It's right. the sexy. But, you know, her being a goddess of the spirit, and underworld and all this good stuff Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. when you walk with that i think there is a responsibility to work with that side Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. i mean not just saying that i mean a witch that's like the role has always been whether it's a plant spirit a demon a deity no deities whatever yourself right that's always been the role but i think with hecate it it's kind of like okay well we like cindy brennan's term death walker um, sure. Because yeah. you're in two worlds. You're in that liminal. You ride it. You're, you are almost today, veilish by necessity right. because it's part of the citizenship of her. Today, you country. may be helping mm-hmm. um, your cousin out, but tomorrow you might be helping the spirit that hangs out in your house and right. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so you have to look at it. Like you said, it's not just two dimensional, it's, it's not, deeper, but that yeah. sovereignty uh, weaves itself through it. It does. Um, on either right. end of it. She, she requires self-direction, which is why I appreciate she's not a handholder. You know, she's she's one that will put the experience in front of you and say, you going to stand in it? And I'm like, uh, can I say no? And she's like, you can, but you own that consequence too. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Because she's not going to, or maybe she will, I mean, put things in front of me that are going to be bloody right. and mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, But the fact is, I will emerge from that on the other side, having learned a skill, um, having learned more about me, even if it means I learn things very painfully. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to, to face it. Yeah. And it's better if you do. 
And I think that's another thing that you have to remove that idea of the Abrahamic religions of punishment and consequence. Sure. You are your own governor. You're the yes. one who you're, I don't believe in the whole threefold comes back, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's I also, our, I also believe yeah. why waste your energy on trying to hex or curse somebody that cut you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're pissed, but that's cool. Middle finger works. That's yeah, a curse in of that itself. Works. Yeah. But at the same time, when somebody's harming you or bringing harm yeah. and you have to do it, it's the same thing as trying to heal or yeah. prosperity. You accept those things. I mean, yeah. I always feel like when you curse, you're giving a part of yourself for better or worse. Yeah. But any magic does that. Yes. And mm-hmm. you have to be comfortable with that. Everything I has don't a regret. cost. Yeah. Yep. Things yep. cost things. And it's the price you pay. But don't overlook the benefits and the rewards no, either. No, of course right. not. Because but I, she's I'm not, showing you right. something that you didn't know about yourself But if you, if you decide, I'm going to do this. She's taking you to school. You just have to pay the tuition. Yes. Exactly. Like, it's not that like Christian idea of, I'm going to be punished for doing this. Or I'm going to be rewarded for doing this. It's all self-governed. And it's a responsibility. Yeah. And that's what she wants. That's what she expects. And take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. she, like you said... She'll find somebody else to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She will. Yes, she has all these very specific aspects of her, like, you know, protract. Let me say it again. Protect. Protractor. Oh, my God. Protractors. Protractors. <laughs> Loves geometry. Yeah. No. It's very um, sacred. Protector. Protector. Of mothers and children. Um, and any of the marginalized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And those who are transitioning between genders, those who are transitioning between a job and a career. I mean, these can mm-hmm. be subtle differences. They can be very overt differences. Yes. I, I, for me, at least, she is the constant state of becoming. Mm. She's the eternal and infinite now, mm. in my mind. And she lays the groundwork and creates those theaters of change. And that's what she does. So why not then call in a specialist, the strong female archetype like Lilith? Mm -hmm. Why not bring in another deity who promotes magic and understanding Mm -hmm. magic like Odin Mm -hmm. at all costs? Magic. And each one of these are specialists tutors Mm -hmm. to us her children as witches for us to learn from because she's she presides over the changing of you it's Mm -hmm. like a current that feeling of this that constant movement yeah and i mean that's the same thing with each other and the community like the classes you would hold and stuff yeah theaters of becoming yeah and i I do want to touch on um which we might do it this one or we might do it next one when we talk about her symbolism the keys Mm -hmm. we talk about those we talk about the dagger Mm -hmm. and then we also talked about her torches torches. Mm -hmm. and so you broke it down last year in that in last year's hecatasia yeah you broke it down into like what tool are you Mm -hmm. right now um And at the time, and I'm still very, especially my familiar, is always like dagger. Yeah. Whether it's protection, piercing, and Everybody loves the sharp and pointy stuff. Right. Yeah. And um, the torch, you know, I've always felt like the key represents me because I'm always looking to unlock. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's why we do the paranormal investigations. That's why we like mm-hmm. eat up everything well, sure. that's cryptid. And, like just and the unknown. Not only that, but it's like. You are the key. The key is knowledge, and and that is within you. You you know it already, even if you don't already know it. Right. And it's Unlock her job. Yourself. Yeah, it's her job to be like, you got that already. Yeah. Like, go search for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving you anything that you don't already possess. Yeah. But I might help you find it. Mm-hmm. But you're finding it. So if then we are saying that the mortal experience where we are incarnate, you know, this iteration of us that is in a physical body, in a physical the squishy. Form, right, mm-hmm. the squishy. So then we can say that this life experience in this world as mortal forms is in the strophalos. Mm-hmm. It is the wheel. Yeah. Our life experience is that circular and Labyrinth, spinning serpentine. Mm-hmm. And the choices that we each make in that process. And sometimes we'll be at the center where it moves the least. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll be clinging to the outer edge <laughs> and going, holy shit, this is going really too fast. I shouldn't have ate yeah. all those funnel cakes. Should have just, <laughs> just stopped at once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. And who forget. put this thing together? Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a very iffy <laughs> carnival ride. <laughs> <laughs> Very sketch balls. I'm getting super scared. But not that, sure about the guy who's operating it over there. You but. know? <laughs> but then the tools that she gives us to navigate the strophalos, right, are torches, keys, daggers. And even at times are we also the strophalos that others learn themselves in. Man, yeah. you're the wheel, man. You're so the wheel, dude. I like your curves. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Are you a labyrinth? Because I'm fucking lost. (laughs) I think that's great. But, you know, we also take turns being her shade garden. We take turns being the psychopomp, working with the others. And so we are her little manifestations. Yes, we're the pets. We're the little rats rats dropped in the maze, you Mm -hmm. know. We are her pets. And... I love doing it, man. And right. in, in one day, we can be the key, the torch, you know, and... The pointy thing. The pointy thing. Mm-hmm. But we can also be the snakes that uncoil her arms. We mm-hmm. can be the skull upon which she stands. Believe me, I've felt that a time mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Those are called migraines. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Maybe I'm just, like, biased because I've been her child for so long <laughs> that I don't no, I guess I would have to have more conversations with others who devote the way that we do at the depth that we do, because I would love to know what rigors they are put through. What are they asked mm-hmm. by her to do? And Which who... this is a good uh, platform to do that. I think so. Because you can comment on yeah. any of this. You can email us because we want to mm-hmm. know. We yeah. do want to know because. Absolutely. We don't just want to hear ourselves talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Well, <laughs> well them too though yeah and i think this is a good introduction not just to hecate but like through our eyes and through our workings because mm-hmm. we're offering something that you can't get on google mm-hmm. yeah and i know that sounds pretentious but i mean you're getting our three experiences we want to hear yours yeah but this is not like wikipedia this isn't do this this is her stone this is her plant this is well we're role modeling and i right. think that what's important about your podcast is that you are role modeling having that conversation with other practitioners because we all are solitaries first Mm -hmm. none of us next to none of us coven up first and then i mean we'll sit at a bonfire on solwyn and all do our own offerings and not say a word to each other Yeah. yeah but we're all moved to do what we do yes yeah together and i think it's an excellent example to them that are out there listening to this to form a group Mm -hmm. and see if you don't learn some really cool shit about other people's practice that you can go you know what 
I'm totally going to try yeah. that shit. Yeah. And not to keep summoning Cindy Brennan, but <laughs> I think she said it perfectly. And we had just, it was so weird because we had said it when we started it. We wanted to feel like a conversation. And she said, yes. I felt like I was sitting in on a conversation with you two. And like, mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know everything. We're inviting eavesdroppers. Right. Yeah. And that's what we Come want. On. Because not everybody has the village near them or they don't right. know where it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they want to find it. And if they we're just, start it. if we're just weaving the liminal with everything yes. else, come find us. We'll find you. Let this like, podcast be the instrument of your change. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we'll talk about Bigfoot. But I mean, you I know, mean, why it's not? whatever. We're in North Carolina. Yeah. Sasquatch happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, you go, know? we'll go find one. You should. Well, I just, I think, one. I think they're very liminal. One. Murphy. 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 Murphy Sasquatch. I know Murphy Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Should we? Do How did she show up to? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what happened was. Actually, I, I would love to hear both of your stories. You kind of heard. Well, yeah. Have they heard? heard? Yeah, I just, I was, remember. I, was I, I think we, we've sort we, of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. But in, well, the, in yeah. the first episode, I think we kind of talked but about we'll, it. But we can bit, reiterate yeah. it because I'm sure we didn't go into the detail. Though, so. Well, I can give, I can give my big fat animal owl my owl story because that's. That's how I knew mm-hmm. I was different and that shit was changing for me and mm-hmm. that I had more power than I thought I did, which is what her message largely is. You have power. Let me help you learn yourself and how mm-hmm. to use it. Third grade mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. Oh, damn. That's a throwback. Oh, back in the way because I was eight years old and... Now, this wasn't... During the witch trials, right? Uh, it, might have, it might have been. Okay. Um, dates and faces have you? been no, changed I'm to protect me. A <laughs> yeah. couple hundred years old. Actually. I bet like you're, the, you're like the ageless, like, I'll it's take like that. you've been around for I'll take di- that. like centuries. Well, what's different about my brain is that it's all incoming, right? I don't purge <laughs> files. So I've mm-hmm. got this like database, which is why I think I have migraines because my brain is swelling. It's so overloaded. It's all of these files. It should yeah. have 404'd by now, but it didn't. <laughs> So here it all is, jumbled and chaotic. Um, but I was growing up in a hellacious family situation and really, really loved school. School was where I learned to that I could get away safely. And there were actually people paid to be interested in my growth. Bizarre. But it worked. Um, so we're on one of our notorious third grade field trips, um, which included things like Doing grave rubbings in graveyards. But you said grave robbing. Like that's a fourth. That's a fourth. (laughs) That's a fourth grade trip. That's amazing. I was a fast learner. They took me early. Um, (laughs) But we went to this what is basically a raptor center equivalent, Mm. but it was like a an ecological sanctuary. So here we are, three hundred third graders from my school because I grew up in the city. And we're all in this giant green field with some hills and trees off in the far distance. So it's this gigantic meadow and we're all in a circle. Not pagan, right? Just right. like <laughs> all of us. This is third grade shit. Out chanting, in the middle of the woods. Chanting eight-year-olds <laughs> in, in the New England. woods. Yeah. I mean, I the only it. way it could have gotten more pagan is if we were dirty, sweaty, and naked. Yeah. You know, because that would have been pagan as, as fuck. But so we're holding hands and I was a very chaotic child. <laughs> Just looking around, no, checking it out. You? I know. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't stand still. 
I'd be the witch of the woods. Right? Yes. yes. Totally. So unaware of what the other kids are doing, I'm like daydreaming across the diameter of this circle, you know, over these kids' heads. And I see this dot getting closer and larger. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I keep watching it. I'm like, does anyone, does anyone else see that? And so this dot becomes a pterodactyl. Right? This fucking giant oh, man, you are enormous bird. Yeah! <laughs> Third grade field trip. Um, BC. <laughs> so this pterodactyl gets closer and it's silent. No one is alerted, not making a sound. And I literally start yelling, Does anyone else see this? Hello? So I'm freaking out because it's approaching me in like slow mo. <clears throat> and. It got closer and closer, and I said, you know what? Yeah, this is meant for me. It's going to come pick me up. So I throw my arms up in the air, and I say, take me! (laughs) Right? I mean, as you do. Yes, as one would, right? Eight years old in a grassy field with 300 of his closest (laughs) friends. And the pterodactyl (laughs) lands on the arm of the person standing next to me. And it was? A fucking great horned owl. And it lands on the sl- the sleeve, you know, the protection yeah. sleeve, the guard that they have on their arm. And the dude, the um, <laughs> the the bird wrangler, the, the raptor, bird man, yeah, the the bird man, the raptor wrangler, bird looks dude. down at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I was like, "Uh." <laughs> I felt like instant Dorcasaurus Rex, right? Because yes. the dude's looking at me like, "Take you where?" And I was like, uh. But I realized <laughs> that. I mean, I still, here I am decades later, centuries later, and I can still see this great horned owl silently coming across the circle for me. Mm-hmm. And I went so willingly, so ready. You gave it up so quick. I gave yep. it up. Right. The pandescent was... And that owl's like, taste. wow. Yeah, like, okay. here's, here's an eager beaver. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it, that was my first... Big fat animal omen, a BFAL. And I'm sure you declared more than you realized that in your third grade self. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. Like, okay, but gotcha. Be, be aware that great horned owls are four feet mm-hmm. tall. Their wingspan is huge. So huge. Yeah. So today it would be like a pterodactyl looking thing to you in relation to your size. But when you sure. were in third grade... I was even smaller than this. I'm sure it would have picked you, could have picked you up. Of yeah. course it could have. And I threw my arms up in the air to be taken, which is just indicative of my willingness to go. My willingness somewhere else. Somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. And, and granted, my childhood was horrific. And so mm-hmm. I was ripe for the picking. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful, so absolutely grateful. That you got picked. That I got picked by, mm-hmm. by her. And I saw that owl as her emissary. Mm-hmm. And... You know, later on in my childhood and in my adolescence, I can see now the different, you know, pins that were placed on my timeline where she let me know. Mm -hmm. It's not always this slam between the eyes, obvious and evident moment where you know it's her. Right. There are suggestions that it's her. There are circumstances that that she will create and she picks liminal times you know me in this circle where we're supposed to be paying attention as a child where i'm the only one paying attention to her message not the bird handler's message to her message and other places where 
I'm supposed to be thinking and doing some way else, but she's got my attention. That's mm-hmm. how I know. That's and that's her. so weird because hearing that it sounds so parallel to what, like growing up and um, having issues at like a young teenage mm-hmm. where, you know, I would go out into the woods by myself and like my version of praying Yes. Whereas, like, I was mm-hmm. trying to experience anything, and yes. I just would be, and I didn't know that I was meditating. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing. And I yep. would call out for something. Yes. To yep. show itself, to bring yes. itself. And that's when I started hearing from Ava. Yep. And yep. when I look back now, it's like, oh, fuck, duh. I was given that emissary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, here you go. You were and I can look back, listening. Right. And yep. I can look back to every single thing where I'd sit yes. was a goddamn three-way crossroad. Yep. In the mm-hmm. middle of the woods. Yep. Of the little paths we made for dirt bikes and four wheelers. Yep. And there's mm-hmm. all these little nods. Yep. Where I feel like, God, if only I'd have done this sooner. But you know, it just it happens on the path as you are able to understand it. And I grew yep. up in a Christian household and always went to church, and I had always considered myself a Christian, but I never got out of it what I get now. Sure. I never felt I felt abandoned. I felt. Right lost and i felt like this isn't so when you go to reconcile that yeah and then you drop it and you know i studied other religions and Mm -hmm. um that's you know reading the bible is the quickest way to Mm -hmm. to to become like an atheist agnostic person Um, if you have any sense of morality but um still i went through my early years with everything and Mm -hmm. ava was always there and always like the one to like rely on mm-hmm. um when i felt like there was nothing mm-hmm. and i remember we had that like i mentioned in episode one like a spirit in the house mm-hmm. and um, like we talked my 101 idea was i'm gonna have to google this because maybe we can cleanse the house mm-hmm. and of course even now you see the sage stuff which mm-hmm. is not you know it's called smudging but that's not right right um mm-hmm. that's a ceremony that we're not involved with and Mm -hmm. but what we meant was cleansing burning burning herbs and incense and using that to kind of initiate a change of magic in a space Mm -hmm. and you know now we call it cleansing and i prefer to use mugwort or -hmm. lavender instead of sage especially it's one thing when you have sage in your herb garden and you're growing Mm -hmm. it but like we would urge you with the palo santo and Mm -hmm white sage to not buy those right because they're we've decimated that and we're taking on something but know what you're doing and why you're doing it there's no reason to feel bad about if you were misinformed or didn't know Mm -hmm. but it's the learning and the growing which again all is all differently because you know and then and then helping Mm -hmm. spread that but um so we did that we cleaned the house Mm -hmm. uh we burned sage because this spirit was fucking with our animals Mm -hmm. not in a bad way but it's scaring the shit out of them Mm -hmm. and there's so much on ghosts and paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen Hecate's name before. Mm-hmm. And I had looked at occult and witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate up Greek mythology in middle school, mm-hmm. but I never heard her name, mm-hmm. at least that yeah. I can recall. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. And so her name pops up and it sounds like an old companion or something that it's like, that name sounds familiar. I've never yes. heard of it. So we do it and I'm like, well, I'm going to leave the... Mm-hmm sage stick as an offering but i feel like i should leave something else and there was this pool and ava's like do it do it do it do it and i'm like i'm gonna sit out and meditate and i'm gonna hold three keys because skeleton keys i've always loved and been drawn to oh, oh yeah and so i'm holding them mm-hmm. and it's dead silent and i'm like i can feel a change mm-hmm. but 
it's okay. I don't know. So I left the keys. I left some lavender and honey mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. my own kind of thing. And I'm like, this is not happening. This is not real. Like, it's nothing's going to come of this. Like, but whatever. We'll see. It couldn't hurt, right? Oh, my God. What am I doing? Yes. Am I pledging myself to something? Yes. And then I don't really even. <laughs> so then I go to bed and that's when I wake. I'm awoken to the, uh, the owl Ow. slash laughter slash coyote. And I remember walking outside, the, it being silent, the owl's gone. And I was like, that was it. Yeah. Holy fuck. That was the stamp Something of approval. responded. Yeah. She responded. Yeah. And after that, I have not looked back. And it's mm-hmm. been a constant forward pursuit. And everything from, okay, I'm going to buy a statue. Let me do this. To like mm-hmm. crazy shit. To, um, like I said, I went a couple years without feeling like I could hear mm-hmm. my familiar in Ava and all that stuff. But it wasn't until I felt comfortable and sound and where I stood. Right. Where it's almost like that connection was there again. It's right. like, well, I have to learn how to build this bridge. It used to just be internal monologue and mm-hmm. thought and talking to this thing that mm-hmm. had been there since I was little that scared me at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, what is this? And, and it was always demon. And I was like, from a Christian thing, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm possessed. <laughs> but it's like, but like I literally was and yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm cool with it. You're but, cohabitating. But then, yeah. yes. But then when you realize like the idea of demon as guides and teachers yes it's a greek word meaning spirit right Mm -hmm. and before it was demonized quotation marks Mm -hmm. into what it is there's a reason they're scary and you don't want to work with them they're knowledge bringers yes she's a torchbearer and if you're not like a what is it a lampady or whatever yes yeah so Mm -hmm. it's it's all tied in with that and it's all like okay well i'm all the stuff you questioned and thought was wrong i'm going to show you why and i'm going to show you Right. The stuff you longed for and why. So let me, let me set fire to your awareness because oh, I, it was I'm going like to be bringing lit. some knowledge. Yeah. It, it was lit. Right. It was lit. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's just. And then I was, you know, was led to the shop and then it's all history now. It didn't come when I thought it would. Why would her name pop up when I was looking at ghosts removal? Right. Like Ghostbusters, you know what I mean? Why? But I mean, I, I know why now, but at the time. Front page Google, Hecate should not be sure. yeah. hit number three. Yeah. But for me, it was. Yes. Because it was like, it's time. Yeah. yeah. It's time. And you're worried about this, but let's do mm-hmm. something different. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk to it. Let's work with it. This is what you've wanted. Mm-hmm. And I never used to be able to communicate with Ava directly until I did a form of scrying. Right. Before I knew about Hecate, before I knew about witchcraft and all this, it was, let's, how, how can I further my psychic abilities? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I grow? Without Matt Oren's book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was my way. And it was like the door opened. I got the name and it's just, it's crazy. And it's, and it's been this like journey where you feel like, oh fuck, like this can't be real. Right. It's too fantastical. And and understand though. And I think that a, a lot of people can't tell the difference between instinctive fear and acculturated fear because. Right. Instinctive fear comes without words or explanation. It's it's a deep feeling that you cannot dislodge. Yeah. Acculturated fear is a fear that someone's watching and disapproving. Mm. Sky um, Daddy. Well, yeah. I but mean, like, I mean, that's that's kind of the idea as well, right? So when you say to yourself, "I didn't see that. I didn't believe that. I don't. That's not. I'm just tired, or I'm. I yeah. haven't eaten today." It that's the voice. There's not somebody in my car, right? I might have some peanuts in the seat of the couch. Um, <laughs> but it's that no comes from 
you know, the, the cultural setting of Christianity that tells you you must go to the designated intermediaries, right. their pr- priest class. It's all control. To know the thing and don't trust yourself, don't trust what you've know, what you've seen, what you've read. I mean, that's all, you know, if you're pursuing sovereignty, if you're pursuing, you know, a self-determined lifestyle, that is sinful. And so we they build into their mythos mm-hmm. that you must go outside yourself to know what you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, when we grew up, the the bullshit we always heard was uh, if you question anything, that's how yeah. the devil gets in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, doors unlocked. Yeah. Come on in. Come on th- yep. Here's some mugwort. Let's right. smoke this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so there's a, there's a difference. It's like, it's the complete opposite. There's keys, mm-hmm. there's torches, there's guides, and there's the opposite of what you, mm-hmm. you know, in a society where we, we're from is mm-hmm. that locked unaccessible mm-hmm. not powerful mm-hmm. um powerless yeah. because they don't want you to have a voice they don't want you to have that power and that's why the witch has always been demonized and that's why yeah um it's the fucking patriarchy man yeah mm-hmm. and totally religion is. is rooted it was born from that yeah. yeah um it's not the other way around and asking questions is villainous mm-hmm. it is a a undesirable trait you know, because it's an anarchy to their control. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to hear more about yes about me your your, your relationship mm. with her. Okay, how it began. I want to know what your mile markers are mm-hmm. for how you've changed and revisited some chapters with her that mm-hmm. now have a different dimension to them, and yeah. also the tools and things she puts on your path. Mm-hmm. for you to use um it's funny because it, there are so many different points on my little map as you want to call it on my strophilus where she's sort of come to me before before i really knew what i was doing. experiencing or doing and she it's funny because i remember being in elementary school and sitting in the front seat of the car driving my mother's driving me to school and I'm reading a book of mythology and all of a sudden a big white owl comes and hits directly Did it have a letter? on the windshield. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I was hoping for my fucking Hogwarts letter, man. I was so excited. No, but it hits the windshield and I look back looking for, you know, the owl to fly off or to be on the side of the road because I'm concerned. There's nothing. Yeah, there. because you hit an owl and you're like, oh yeah. fuck. And my mother was freaking the fuck out. Oh, she saw it too. <laughs> yes, okay, she I'm just did. Making sure. <laughs> no, she saw it too, and she's like, "Holy shit, that was an owl!" <laughs> and neither one of us saw it. Neither one of us saw it fly off. Neither one of us. Now, saw where was it this the... location? Um, because... it was right outside of the my elementary school. Uh, so in, in, in North, Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. Because here, there, I mean, your barn owls are very are lighter, but there's no white owls here. I know. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. It must have been a barn owl. Because they have that white, like, alien face. Very. Um, yeah. And they, their screams, like, their mm-hmm. their noises sound They're like haunting. screams. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, a ghost owl. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Ghost owl. Because um, neither one of us saw it fly off, go anywhere. And it was sort of frightening. Well, that's good that you didn't kill a real owl. But, but it's this is frequent now that I have owls that are constantly running into the side of my car, and it's usually mom saying, "Hey, 
pay attention to what you're true, doing. True. <laughs> Can you um like just fly beside me or yeah, yeah. do you have to hit the car? Must you? <laughs> <laughs> but I never see them fly off. Right. Ever. I never see them on the side it's of the It's weird. Road. There's always these like kids that I hit with my butt and I never see them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it seems like every other week you're telling me about some kind of fucking coyote or fox that ran out in front mm-hmm. of your car or an owl. So it's like, yep. I feel like a car is a very liminal <laughs> vessel. It is. And I mean, it's if we've talked to before, yeah. it really is. And it's... Uh, and you plow we've through. Talked, <laughs> we've talked before about how sometimes I get like spirit passengers and stuff who want to come in and act like I'm their Uber driver. Yeah. And you know. Aren't you though? Aren't okay. you? Hey man, can we run through Taco Bell real quick? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I didn't have my, you know, spiritual awakening until probably when uh, I had a friend who um, was practicing, which uh, like was a practicing witch in middle school. And, you know, she sort of taught me what to do you know and gave me my first books and things like that and it really became sort of a a communal thing between a few of us there but I'm the only one that still practices that I know of of that group because I found something deeper and more devotional within my practice instead of just you know calling the elements and asking for things to happen you know what I mean and because I was working with her and she seemed to be around every corner. But when I would go searching and looking for her in different places and I would look for information, I couldn't find her. But it's like, that's not the one you're looking for. Right. This is not the Hecate you're looking for. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I'm doing this paper in middle school, I think in eighth grade or something. And they're asking us to write 500 words on, you know, the etymology of our name or something. Nice. And, you know, I start going back into, you know, you know, my given birth name, which comes from Greek and it means pure. And then it starts to go back and back and it links back to Hecate. And I'm just kind of sitting there awestruck um, about all of these different signs that I've gotten from her. All of these big fat animal omens. Yeah, man. You know, and you see, know, mine goes back places. to Jesus, which is not as cool. <laughs> yeah. But he's an animal too. <laughs> I mean, the guy could turn water into wine. That's pretty badass. <laughs> That's what they him. say. <laughs> he makes bread appear. I mean, I can turn wine into bad decisions. <laughs> hey, um, That's transformational magic. <laughs> and so you're in you're in grade. Eight, I think. And you're already connecting dots that were like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. But did you have any idea of like... I was terrified of her. And I did not want to become a dedicant or work with her because I was like, she's scary. scary. <laughs> and, you know, it was it's very much like you said, where I was in a lot of, you know, bad home situations. Mm-hmm. And I would often... Wait, I sense a theme. Yeah. Yeah, right? And it's funny. I was actually reading uh, Cindy Brandon's book, Keeping Her Keys, the other day. And she's like, so many of us find Hecate when... In hours of need. Yeah. Well, that's when the, we're in that deep, dark place. And do you find, though, that now that you're older, I mean, you're not much older because mm-hmm. you're still a baby, Yeah, that those formative experiences with her both ushered your leadership of you to create your own sotera mm-hmm. aspect, your own savior aspect. But do you find now that it has a more those moments have more of a three-dimensional, four-dimensional, five-dimensional value to you. I mean, I feel like the the wisdom, yeah. the gift of, of aging 
and hopefully maturity is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do my best, but. But do you find yourself <laughs> reviewing those moments with oh, her frequently? Yeah. Um, for different layers of meaning. Yes, absolutely. When did you start to feel less afraid of her? Oh. What's today? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's a really phenomenal question. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here. Yeah, thank all you. Episode. I'm here all day. Take your right There have been a few different times, and there's still that sort of fear, but it's also awe when I encounter mm-hmm. her. It's a different fear. It's a different fear. It's not fear of unknown. It's fear of. And I, I, I would almost say it's when I became more comfortable with her, and I when I actually started working with her because she's sort of just like you said, sort Mm -hmm. of demonized Mm -hmm. and she's not all dark and she's not all light and she's not all good and she's not all bad. Yeah. She's Hecate and she, uh, she's, she brings it. Yeah. (laughs) She brings her whole game. Yeah. And she's, she's very, she's very stern and she's very decisive. But I think as somebody who is like me, I think I need somebody who's like that to help kind of keep me in line because sometimes I don't make good decisions for myself and I need to know that, you know, there's somebody else out there who's saying, you know, I've got a lot more knowledge and wisdom than you do. Maybe you should do this instead. All right. We need another owl. <laughs> Throw it into her car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's right around this time that all of these black snakes moved in under my mom's house. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've got a black snake story. You've got the black snake story. Yep. You've got one too. Yep. And they all, they all still live under her house, you know, and it was during this time that I started to experience a lot of paranormal things that, you know, I couldn't explain and I was terrified of. And, you know, as I'm seeing all of these omens from her, I see that just like you did, that, you know, she deals a lot with spirits and that she is a lot about protection. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you know, this is, this is the point when I cannot run from this anymore. It's literally in my own name. Now, do you think is like chicken and egg, which came first, the realization of her, or was it, Hey, your doors are about to come open. Yeah. You're going to yeah. need a gatekeeper. I think it's a little of both. That would make sense. Yeah. Because I don't think it's, it's either one or the other. I think it's, I think it's both. And I think you know, when she came to me a few my on my last birthday and I was really struggling with a lot of abuse and the fallout from that mm-hmm. and she came to me as this caring, nurturing person and look literally took my heart from my chest, which mm-hmm. was painful, mm-hmm. and showed me my pain and experienced that pain with me mm-hmm. and told me that you are of me. Yes. And you should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the moments that I, I, I've never experienced her compassion right. like that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was brand new for me. Mm-hmm. That was a complete 180 of the way that I've always seen her. And I've always known her to be very protective. Mm-hmm. And I know that she loved me, but it was never in a way that I saw her as comforting. She doesn't cause that. No. So then would you say that... The reason why she intimidates, the reason why people are so fearful of her, and this too may be a vestige of monotheism in the subservient paradigm of deity worship. Mm-hmm. She's different. And I mm-hmm. think maybe that she can be scary and intimidating because the first 
thing she asks you is the thing she always asks you, which is how to be your own savior, how to be your Mm -hmm. own leader. That's a terrifying question for people who are not used to trusting their own leadership. Well, I was going to say, and it can be fucking terrifying for a goddess to say hi. I mean, she's holding a mirror, and you're like, she is right, Mm -hmm. and you're going to look at all the bad shit you don't like about yourself. You can get rid of it, but you can work with some of it too, because that's not. Her stilo. She doesn't say you can lean on me. What she says is you can lean on you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and in turn, you still find me. And that's the thing is because it's we make it her sound not we're we're not trying to make her sound cold. She is distant, but it's because she knows you're so much more. Yes. You can Mm -hmm. find it. And what good and what strength do you really have if it's all just rewarded to you for no reason? For yeah, yeah. Some Um, ambiguous. And, gift of her magic no. and when i started and it was like okay i went from not believing in any kind of deity to now i'm working with one yeah what the hell? yeah and i remember um having a experience where she spoke to me and it was almost like because i remember my meditation and my question was why weren't you there in the beginning you know i struggled and you know i did this and you know i was you know we would call the false god um yeah, yeah. we're tied up into that manipulation yeah and uh, and it was like, well, you broke away from that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, and there was some point where it's just all this questioning. It just stopped. And it was like, I've always claimed you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you've not claimed yourself. Yes. But I've always claimed you and I've always been there. And it was like, oh, okay. Because then you realize like it, there's a safety in that, but there's also mm-hmm. that unknown and that fear. She's always there. But she's, it's self. She's always present. But what she requires. Mm-hmm. Is right. for us to find us and lead from our wants and will and wishes. Mm-hmm. It's almost a form of a, a I almost want to say a test <laughs> of a, a, we have to walk the labyrinth on our own. We yeah. have to prove that we can do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And not only do we have to prove it to her, because I think that she knows that we can do it and whether or not we can, you know, we choose to do it is, there's no skin off her nose, you know, go yeah. do what you want. Mm-hmm. But we have to prove to ourselves mm-hmm. that we can do it. I knew if I if I knew her at that young age, then I would have been looking through a lens that I had to shed myself mm-hmm. was that uh, Christianized idea of how to approach deity and yes. self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like I said, Ava came around then and was like, no, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're terrified of me. Yes. It's good. Be yeah. scared. But I'm not fucking going anywhere. And I remember I would like, oh, I would pray and I'd be like... Please let this demon go. And she would laugh. And it's like, mm-hmm. nope, it's not going to happen. heard that laugh. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's not going to happen that way. Right. Because. You're this cute, is, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, get up. Yeah. You know, and even in my darkest times where I'm like, I can't go on. It's like, mm-hmm. you can. If it's spiked, I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. You've mm-hmm. got this strength. Yeah. And, you've done it before. Right. Now and you're so doing it again. It's like once I came full circle and felt whole. And she felt whole and we came back. I had this vision of this like rocky mountain. Her throne was like this stone and everything was dark and it was very liminal. And she was sitting there and it was like, it was me and Ava. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you are separate, but you're still bound. And Mm -hmm. bats are a big one for her, for the familiar. Mm -hmm. And they, they tie into, so it's like when I see an owl, it's mine. From like mm-hmm. I can see it from Hecate. It's for me. Um, but then I've seen other owls, and they don't feel. I don't have that right. feeling. Um, I appreciate them. Like at my wedding, uh, not my wedding, my cousin's wedding in Oregon. You know, my grandfather was always big on raptors and the raptor center around here. Mm-hmm. We'd always go, and so I've always equated owls and birds of prey and 
even songbirds to him because that's mm-hmm. what's his thing. And so we went and we were at my uncle and aunt's house in um, Oregon. We were getting ready the night before the wedding, packing up the cars. And I look over and there's this little critter standing in the yard. And I was like, mm-hmm. do you have owls here? And it was small standing in the yard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep. And walks off. And I'm like, and I look over and it's gone. And I go with my camera and I can post pictures because my cousin later told me like how much this meant to her and she couldn't believe it, but she had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a little screech out in the tree and I got my brother to come over and then it was gone. It was like, it was for me, but it felt yes. like him. Yes. So there's that, what you said, that instinct. Yeah. Um, and I think she deals with those little synchronicities, mm-hmm. those little things day to day that you become more aware of the more you yes. do it. And so sometimes you do have that big fucking like, she's here, your breath's taken. You can talk about how your name came to you. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and then there's those other times where it's like, just the funniest, crazy little, like a snake might cross your path. A a subtle, Mm -hmm. a subtle nod to us. And you kind of perk up and you're like, oh, should I be looking Uh, out for something? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think she goes off different gifts and abilities. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's witchcraft in general. I know I'm, I always get so jealous of Cricket, which I know she's always saying, like, this is like a, it's one of those two double-edged, like. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. It's like, okay, there is a benefit to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a blessing, but it's also a curse because. It's hard. It's there. And I felt that way dealing with the inner mm-hmm. issues I had with mm-hmm. Ava mm-hmm. in the beginning. And see, I'm so jealous of that because I right. think that's incredible. And I think, and I've always like, damn it, I've wanted to talk to spirits. I've always wanted to see them. I've always wanted to right. communicate with them. And I can't. Like, Hecate, what the hell? Like, why can't I? And I'm and like. And she's like, what the fuck? And she's you like, have but you have a demon yeah. that, you, like, <laughs> like, that you hang out with and like have gone through all this shit with. And so I know that, like you You're said. You're just an ungrateful little brat. Right. And, um, <laughs> who did not appreciate the yeah. gifts you were given. But I, yeah. I think it's I like, more. you have to, but you, you have to realize, hands. yeah, you can't hold yourself to somebody else's standard. No. And it's the self thing. It's like, yeah, you know, that for somebody else yeah. might not bring about the same thing. Yeah. Me being able to have that other sight yes. might not bring about. And she's like my medium mm-hmm. between those two worlds. Mm-hmm. She's like, duh, duh, I take up this space. Mm-hmm. I'll let me be a bouncer for a minute. Mm-hmm. And... So that's been my connection to Hecate because she's like a daughter of hers. Yeah. Yeah. As we are, all are. Yeah. But she's my biggest connection to Hecate. Yeah. Apart mm-hmm. with Al's. Yes. There's that walk where it's like, okay, we still have that mom, that parent mm-hmm. there, but yet mm-hmm. we're doing our own thing. And sometimes, and less and less you feel like you're not in it. But mm-hmm. like you said, sometimes you get that overwhelming, comforting, yes. motherly feeling when you need it. Yep. And it's not even like, it's just, it's there and yeah. it's embrace, mm-hmm. it's warm and embracing. And then there's times where it's like, you know, you're in the middle of the dark yeah, mm-hmm. and you're out there and it's like, yeah. ah, okay, this, I'm not going to even call on her because I know she put me here right mm-hmm. on so, my own. Yeah. yeah. And so I think figure this out. That's the benefit of having this communication with each other yeah. and talking your experiences because you don't feel abandoned and you don't feel like, right. And then you don't, you're not relay, relying on written word from something that, right. like we were joking about fucking finding online and like, well, mm-hmm. I felt her motherly and she's all of that. That whole kind of embrace and motherly thing might, is always in the background for me. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you said, you feel it and it's kind of like that validation mm-hmm. where it's just like, be still, you got this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm a part of you. Mm-hmm. you are part of me and that's like where some of that strength comes from yeah so. you are sovereign you are goddess-like you are the person who puts value to the experiences you're having good or bad you can use them all 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when you say her name, you've got your power behind it. Yeah. And you're that, I guess, torch for her mm-hmm. and for yourself and others around you. Well, in the, in the torch, that metaphor is meaning that we are both beacons for other people to come to and trade experience with and stories with and insight with, but also the light that is cast onto the things around you, revealing them to be instruments for you, mm-hmm. things to know, things to use. It's both, you know, this coming to and eminence, radiance. And I don't say that in a love and light type way because I absolutely believe that the dark is radiant and luminous and gorgeous and absolute depth. How do we... I'm thinking about, you know counseling the noobs and i don't just mean witchlings that are like 16 to 18 years old i'm talking Mm -hmm. about people who discover her later in life Mm -hmm. it takes time to break out of what you can google online yes Mm -hmm. and moving past these you know we have a fear of fucking up and a fear of of trusting that inner voice and we don't want to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I speak right. from experience on this. Sure. You know, because, uh, you know, I I was very much, you know, by the book for a long time because I I didn't trust myself. I thought that, you know, I would fuck it up if I did mm-hmm. something that was coming from me. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to break out of that sort of, and I feel like that's almost a leftover from the Abrahamic thing too, sure. where you have to do it our way and you have to do it this way that this book says. The external guidance as opposed to the internal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is not going to work because I only have a red candle and it wanted a white one. Right. I'm fucked. I might as well not even do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that there's that, that too. Yeah. Because that's where everybody starts. Oh yeah. And I think it's, you learn that, you know, it's really not about that at all. I mean, one of the most beautiful powerful scenes in uh the chilling adventures of sabrina was in the Mm -hmm. first season where she is calling her familiar out in the woods with a piece of twine and stick Mm -hmm. which is what i did without the twine and stick yeah i love you so much (laughs) i i stopped the show because i was and listen i'm getting creepy i I was verklempt as well i mean i I lost my shit and i was like that's real shit that writer is giving you the most rudimentary of tools to introduce you to more you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not something you have to be ordained to do. Yeah, it's not yeah. That's not what witchcraft is. But I think what you find in the beginning is when you work is you want recipes. Yes. You mm-hmm. want to do all this. And it's like cooking. In the beginning, you yeah. have to follow word for word. But then you're like, I can eyeball this. I got yeah. this. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. you realize... My instinct is better than any fucking... Yes. And it has its yeah. place because I don't think anybody would be there without... But it takes a time when I made beef stew the other night. Yeah. I, right. I didn't have right. a recipe. You wing it. Yeah. And you trust but I've made winging it. so many different versions of it with right. bourguignon and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. I knew what to do. Yeah. Sometimes. Because I knew yeah. what I liked. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is. It's an exercise in trust. But I think it's fair to, you know, to acknowledge that wanting a template... Mm-hmm. to start with mm-hmm. is going to give you different results yeah and there's literally nothing wrong with that there's not absolutely i think the best thing you could do is do something small mm-hmm. and see it work and then you energize that like yes. fuck i am powerful 
and mm-hmm. and taking something that is written for the masses and personalizing it and customizing it mm-hmm. is you trusting and capitalizing on the magic intrinsic to you. Mm-hmm. And I see that as absolutely fair, developmentally speaking, in terms of growing your craft and growing your methodologies with it. And so for the people who are listening who are just beginning to work with her or who want to work with her, Mm -hmm. sure, there's some tried and true ways to get her attention, get her attention, make yourself known to her. Mm -hmm. She cannot be summoned like some mongrel pop. That's Mm -hmm. Davy Jones. Um, She, (laughs) bidden or bidden not, she is always present. But there are some key giveaways. No Mm -hmm. pun intended. Yes. (laughs) But coyotes yipping, owls cooting, bats. I mean, also notice that... Seeing keys everywhere. Those things are... Mm -hmm. I mean, even bats and owls are creatures that come out at dawn and dusk. Mm -hmm. Liminal times of the day. I would recommend finding yourself asking what are the liminal ways this can be like if you look at time the liminal times of day are dawn and dusk if you look at even in your own personal rhythms you know um, falling asleep and waking are times for you know you to experiment with I've had some of the craziest fucking visions and heard the shit falling asleep yes I've heard whispers in my ear I've Fucking because you're open and available. Yeah. And the best way to be successful at any type of Hecatean magic is to be open, listening, aware, and innovative. Mm-hmm. I think the way to fail at Hecate magic is just not doing it. Not not trying. Right. Not doing it. Calling yourself insufficient or mm-hmm. um operating at a deficit or I'm just not good at. Doubt is not her jam. No. No. And you have to be a little bit... Um, Bold. Yeah, because there, there's sometimes I do stuff and I'm like, it's just going to fucking work because I said it would. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it does. And sometimes you have to be that source of, I guess, pride and inspiration for yourself. Yes. Uh, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm the most powerful witch that's ever been. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But to yourself, yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I fucking set, spoke this into existence. It's gonna fucking happen. Mm-hmm. I have a demon, spirits, a goddess, whoever to help me. But because I fucking spoke it, it will be so. And I think she's pleased yes. with us when we access that chutzpah and we find our zhuzh. <laughs> I think she's proudest of us in those moments because she's like, I'm cool. You can't be the mother of witches and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of cool. Like, exactly. no, she's going to be like, yeah, yes. that's what she's I. She's like, you've yeah. hit, you've hit the vein. This is the thing. Feel your magic. And when you hit that, it's addictive. Yeah. Right. You know, and, I think and it's in those moments where you feel her so strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Like coursing through you. It's yeah. like, you are an instrument of me. You're a tool of me. Mama, tool can of you hear right. me? yeah but i i I do think that's like a good place to to see your witchcraft is not a series of spells but like just everything you do and put out and try to do because that's really what it is Mm -hmm. and that's what we've talked about before Mm -hmm. you can do ritual and you can do things Mm -hmm. that where you're pre-planned and all that 
But sometimes the biggest thing is just maybe putting your hand in the dirt and whispering something or putting your foot down and like, I am not going to be moved. Mm -hmm. And that's witchcraft. It's not just lighting candles and this and that. So do it when you feel it move because Hecate is not going to wait to the right time or this and that. Yeah, it's just going to happen. when you will it to be. She's just going to do it. Some of and my favorite magic is fucking protest magic and yes. boundary magic mm-hmm. and telling people no. to fuck off or go do it yourself. Yeah. You know? Right. I, I think what pleases her most is when we walk through the world and take our magic eraser mm. and erase the boundary. Mm-hmm. I think she is most pleased when we're like, when we know and realize that we are an effective agent. Mm hmm of erasure mm-hmm. and change she's like now you're getting it right mm-hmm. now you get it that you can change all of this any mm-hmm. of this and i feel like as a mother my job is done mm-hmm. when i can see my children employing the root message the the template of change and taking initiative but also in their own little flair yes and their mm-hmm. own style yes yeah because and we I, talked about like you don't have to look or be a certain way yeah. to be a witch to yeah. be hecatean yeah. right you don't have to be fucking white and you don't have to be male you don't have to there's no right that's what they're scared of yes and yeah. so that's Fox. what yeah mm-hmm. and that's what we say when she's uh, the goddess of the marginalized and always has Indeed. been. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you're coming from. Yep. She's a she's champion a, yeah. of the margin. You have something yeah. to offer yourself. You're powerful. Yes. She delights in that yep. and she will guide you with that. Like, I don't see her clapping like a little toddler given, you know, like bristle blocks or something. <laughs> but I do feel as though she can, she is pleased. Mm-hmm. I see the you nice. Know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like all yeah. right, good for you. Let's drink this. Yeah. yeah. But then there's also that like, all right, so you ready to go further? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, can't we just stay here for a minute? <laughs> nope. Like, no. Nope. No, you cannot. Nope. And we go, yeah. Yeah. The and... sled is actually, you're in the underworld now. Yes. <laughs> and it's fucking, yeah. Yes. There's further to go. So I think that's a good overview of where we started. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, why we came together. Hell, why the podcast exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because mother. it's it's very much almost like your shop where she was like, mm-hmm. you need to go do this thing. Yeah. I know this thing ended over here, but you're not done yet. Yeah. Because she came to me and she's like, you need to do this. And it was like, I was obsessive. And it's like, who can I have? Who can I have? I cannot do this on my own. Who can I have? Who can I have? And it's like, I'm talking to him about this. And yeah. he's like, well, I don't want to invite myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I would totally do it. And then she was like, really? But I think when we started out, it was like, oh, we'll do this local thing, like branching out of Laughing right. Brook and all right. this and that. And it was almost like, mom was like, that's cool, because that's a good part of it. Right. But like, mm-hmm. don't limit yeah. yourself. Agreed. And it's the same thing with the shop growing. I think we put mm-hmm. ourselves in smaller boxes. Yeah. And, you know, there isn't one. Right, and yeah. I think that ties into the whole feeling of that, mm-hmm. that tightness feeling mm-hmm. of standing and looking at herself do that when you look at yourself look up to yourself and expect more from yourself you don't have to push yourself beyond all these limits or get hard down on yourself but just be self-empowered and yes. mm-hmm. don't let anybody if anybody questions or says you can't do something right. then take that spite that you're feeling and like right. fucking right. use it and don't compare yeah. yourself to anybody i know when we said we want to have gabby on and all this it's like when I first started going to the shop, I was like starting out with witchcraft and mm-hmm. you felt like mom as a guide because you mm-hmm. never, I would say, well, what about this? And you were like, have you ever read this book? 
And it's like, you never gave an answer. And it was always like, I'll give you a nugget for a quest. That's right. And it's like me playing yep. Skyrim. I'm not, I'm not on the main quest. I've not even gotten 25% of it done, but I've done yeah. so many side quests. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 90 hours worth of side quests. So, yeah. okay. It's like me playing Legend of Zelda. I found all the Korok seeds. Have I defeated uh, Ganon yet? No. <laughs> But I found all 900 Korok seeds. But, <laughs> but let's be honest, though. Hecate is going to frustrate just the same way I frustrate people when they're like, I just, can I please have a direct answer? <laughs> no. no. You don't That's get how you work. You've got to struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I will give you resources mm-hmm. to go find what it is I think you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And you may find some other really cool shit along the way. Yeah. But the role of a proper teacher, a proper guide, a proper mentor, even, is one who presents opportunities and resources. Well, and, and two, you never come back as like, huh, come back and let me know if you've figured it out. Yes. Yeah. You're like, dude, what did you figure out? And yes. I can learn something from it, too. I get super mm-hmm. and so, about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, a, uh, yeah, I'm an addict. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of parasitic, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I feed off of... Right. It's vicarious. Other people's process because yeah. you are beholden to these beautiful spirits, you know, these spiritual creatures that are becoming and unfolding and just becoming more them. And that's the art. And she's outfitting us with paintbrushes and oil pastels and canvases. And she wants to see what we make of it. And I feel that little pat on the head that says, that's beautiful, sweetie. Yeah. I love I'll put you. it on my fridge. Good job. Yeah. She's putting it on her fridge. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, every time we grow, she's putting it on her fridge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that's a good first part. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we're about to get into what's coming up this month and what mm-hmm. we're looking forward to, what you're going to do. You wanted to close with something. I did. I um, do. So let's do that. Okay. So you'll hear us next week too, but you prepared this. I did. And so, so I wanted to, I was thinking about the way that we speak with deity and sometimes it is with voice. Sometimes it is without voice. Some, some of them are just internal conversations, but they can be external conversations. And when we do the Hecatesia on November 16th of every year, there is a standard invocation that I use. Um, because I love it and it hits all the points that I want to hit. But more commonly and more frequently, what we do is petition her, mm-hmm. which is asking her to either set a scene for us to act within a theater of change um, or for her intervention on a thing or for her nudging us towards which one of our skills Mm -hmm. to use in a certain situation. And I felt like because of the day-to-day climate that Americans are facing Mm -hmm. uh, politically with our government and the upheaval, this is very much so a cataclysmic, cathartic change. And it's not just our country. Oh my God, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's spilling out everywhere because I believe that the stewardship of this high leadership position that has been betrayed mm-hmm. has fallout for us materially, for us in our identities, and for us spiritually, politically, governmentally. The United States is a world power, and there has been a miscarriage of justice. 
and I have feels about that. Um, I think we all do. Yes, yeah. we do. Yes, we do. Because I feel like Hecate requires you to pick your side and stand your side. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to offer this petition just as an example of ways that you can speak with her. Does it have to sound like the way I've written it? No, absolutely not. But know that you don't solely have to engage with her in terms of making offerings. Mm-hmm. You can engage with her for guidance. Um, you can engage with her for nurturing. You can engage with her for, you want to be my sidearm because I got to take a bitch to the hoop. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That type of situation. So I wanted to offer a petition that I wrote that speaks to the governmental chaos and upheaval that we find ourselves in. Mother Hecate Chthonia, queen of witches, she who works from afar, elder titan, protector of mothers and babies, she who makes all possible, we invoke you here now to be among us. Your three assembled children, Cricket, Josh, and Hedera, we beg you, hear our plea and bless our work. Through the luminous dark, your children know you see all. Know that you know all, and know that you preside over all transitions between what is and what will be. We beg you, please feel our will, and be moved by the cries of our hearts. We, your three children, ask that you turn your steady and piercing gaze from our work toward the great and selfish evil that has found host in the heart and mind of a despot of untold wealth. Mother, through corruption, he was bestowed with authority, and we must halt his global influence. We implore you, our queen, turn your gaze to those whose hearts have rotted in service to him. Gaze upon them, mighty Enodia. See how they betray their oaths of this land. See how they pay deference to themselves. See how they work in service to their own aims and goals. See how he and his servants hold their importance above those to whom they swore service. See the suffering of those who have been cast aside both here in these lands and in those far away. Though we three that assemble here today see and feel and know your movements in our own workings and consciousness, we ask that you place your sight on the offenses laid against those who struggle in fear in the birthplace of your worship. We ask that you see how his will created harm to the people in your lands. See how the criminal selfishness of this despot unleashes evil in others. Mother, see how this atrocity in turn facilitates other atrocities against the people in your homelands. Evil overtakes his ideas, feeds his words, and informs his will. Millions of souls the world over have and yet suffer. Thousands die at his hands and his behest. We beg you, Mother Hecate, please hear us. We are your daughters and your sons, priestesses and priests of your truths. We are your torchbearers in this mortal realm. We ask your intervention 
for the millions whose faces will never be seen by this man. We beg that you intercede on behalf of the blameless victims of his tyranny, that you deliver them from this insipid and swelling evil. Death rips families from each other, babies from their mothers, people from their land. Please, Mother, free the world of this instrument of great evil. Hecate Atalos, merciful queen, daughter of the night, she who shines from afar, she who changes the fates of stars and worlds and humanity itself, please intercede on the behalf of love, stability, and peace. Please, Mother Sotero, spare the countless scared and suffering victims the world over from the madness and pain of this, the chosen agent of evil and death. Please give us, your children, whom serve the fates you assign us, the strength to mitigate this pain. And so saith I, Hedera Bindwood. And so saith I, Bones. And so saith I, Cricket. In your name we thank you. Hail Hecate. Hail Hecate. Hail Hecate. And fuck Trump. Fuck Trump! That's yeah! your patriarchy! God, burn it. <laughs> fuck it up. Burn it all. All right, guys. So we will see you real shortly because this is going to be a long one. And mm-hmm. you get a bonus one Woo! next week. Um, and it's more Hecate. Yeah. Aren't you excited? Because we are. All right. Um, until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. 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 All right. So that's the end of the episode. We know you loved it. So next week, we're going to have part two. But real quick, we wanted to say that, as you heard in the episode, our favorite shop that Hedera owns and that we have come together around as a community, um, Laughing Brook Spellcraft and Ancestral Arts, did have a fire earlier this year. Through unfortunate circumstances, it's been hard to find a place to open up the new shop. It's still pending and liminal. But in the meantime, there is a GoFundMe page uh, that we will put in the show notes and on our post on Instagram. So check that out because that is going to help pay for the storage of all the merchandise that she has uh, for all of us witches around here. Um, So we'd greatly appreciate any donation for that so we can get our community shop up and running. Like she says, community is a people, not a place, but the place does help. Um, So we appreciate you guys and go check that out on our show notes. Okay, that's it. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. I had a mouth full of tea. I bet you did. Because then she goes, gulp. Yeah. Shush. No, that that's just for our background. Shush, just girl. To kill our, back, our background noises. That sound like Dude, wet, and, uh, wet and swallowing. Wet and swallowing. A little swallowing. Um, Too yeah. heavy on the show. We're making mom super proud. <laughs> She's like, these are my right? priests. And priests. Yeah. This is why I made you all sick for the last two weeks. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>
Because I knew it was going to go this way. <coughs> Don't do that. Oh, my God. Okay. Time out. We need, uh, like, an albuterol mist going on in here. <laughs> Some yes. afrin. Just release it from the ceiling, like, fire. <laughs> yes, this month is sponsored by afrin. Because I've been <laughs> shooting that shit up quite a bit. 